think one thing, like it's only been like a bit over a year, like a year and a half, but I think probably one important lesson I've learned and some people listening who are in business, like it's so okay to go in and out of being into what you're doing. Like I think when I started it, I thought I'd just have this passion for it, like full throttle the whole way. And then there's so many moments of like doubt and getting busy with other things and feeling like you're not doing a good job. But that's just the normal road of like business, mm. I think. You've got to have ups and downs and it just becomes part of your life. Like it's not always going to be perfect. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hello, beautiful, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm going to jump straight in this week and share with you not only my pick of the week, which this is a reoccurring product, (laughs) but also to this week's guest. And the reason why is this week's guest is Chelsea, and Chelsea is the founder of one of my favorite products. And you probably heard me talk about this product a couple of weeks ago, which is Gold Coast Glow. And it is a self-tanning water and it has literally changed my life. Everyone's been commenting on my skin lately as it is definitely glowing based on the collagen powder I shared with you a couple of weeks ago. But also too, Chelsea gives some great tips in this episode about self-tanning your face. And I've been using Gold Coast Glow on my face and it has literally changed the game for me. Everybody is like, your skin looks amazing. It's glowing. And I'm like, it's Gold Coast Glow. So I am so excited to bring this episode to you this week. But also Chelsea has been kind enough to give you babes a discount code. The discount code for any purchase of Gold Coast Glow is Christy 20 And you will receive 20% off at checkout, which I will leave this discount code in the show notes below as well. It's Christy or uppercase 20. So K-R-I-S-T-Y and you'll receive 20% off. I hope you enjoy Gold Close Glow alongside Chelsea today as much as I do. Welcome to the podcast, Chelsea. And I actually have to share with you, babe. So I stalked Chelsea. (laughs) online she's the first guest I've stalked and then coerced to come and have a conversation with me actually there's been a couple of people on the podcast that I have somewhat coerced into having a conversation with me but I think you're the first person I actually was like I need to find out who this person is and the reason why is because I am obsessed with a product that you created and called Gold Coast Glow So anybody listening, as you're listening to this episode, you need to Google it because it's amazing. And Chelsea and I are going to talk about not only your story and journey today, but also Gold Coast Glow. So welcome to the podcast. Hello. I love that you stalked me because I'm such an Insta stalker of GC girls as well. Just like lusting after their life and business. So I love a fellow creeper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? I think it's just like the new norm today. Yeah. Right? Like... 
we're because we're so attached on social media. Like I don't know about you, but when I look at my statistics on my iPhone, I love it how it sends you the statistics on a weekly basis. I'm like, I don't need to know. I just spend eight hours on my phone every day. Yeah, you don't need that attitude in your life, especially in lockdown. <laughs> I know, and especially because when I look at Instagram, I have like an Instagram alert, like in the sense of how much time I should spend on it. Every day by like mid morning, I've already met that, and I love how I still keep it on there as a reminder. I shouldn't spend that much time on the gram, but I do it anyway. <laughs> I had that, but I had to let it go because I was like clocking out by ten a.m. Uh, I think that when you have it like a business on lock, like so it's yeah. not like you're just spending hours aimlessly scrolling. I think when you have an online business, you have to be connected to your community, mm. but also stay up to date with trends and then also just creep on other people. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it's like trying to find, trying to find, use your time wisely slash know when you're getting caught down the rabbit hole of a conspiracy theory, maybe you shouldn't have been getting caught into. It's so easy to do. Like, I've had to learn some boundaries because it's just so easy to go to the next page, the next page, the next page, and then be so off track with what you were doing. Yeah, I just, yeah, I find that happening constantly, but I love, like, switching off for a couple of days. Like, Mm -hmm. I try and do that, like, at least once a week or once a fortnight where I just log out for the whole day or delete the app off my phone because otherwise I just feel like I almost need, like, an energetic reset Mm -hmm. from just social. Like, as much as I'm obsessed and invested in it, I also know when it's time to, like, log off. Yeah. So tell, I, I just want to know, I want to know all the things. I didn't even ask Chelsea like 20 million questions like I normally do everybody because I was like, I actually wanted to ask them in person recording with you today so I could hear a little bit about your story, but also make it really real and in the moment. So I'll give you some background for anybody tuning in. So I got my hands on some Gold Coast Glow and it's a medium self-tanning water and I am obsessed and as you know, with beauty products. And so I worked in the beauty industry for over 10 years. And most of the people that tune in, they know that like like my last gig was at Sephora Australia, looking after training for Australia. So new things used to always land on my desk or people would be like, and the marketing team would be like, try this product, Christy, or I at least get a ton of product to try before I train it. And tanning products, I used to be such a fake tanner when I lived on the Gold Coast. And when I moved to like Sydney, I was like not tanning, but I could never find a perfect tanning item. And I remember there was a well-known tanning product what was about to drop and it was socially inspired, you could say, and it reached my desk and I tried it and it was terrible. And I just was like, I gave up on tanning, babe. And then When I got my hands on this, I literally tried it and it was insane. And when I find a beauty product that I think is a disruptor, like literally I'll do anything I can to either reach out to that company or that brand or tell them how much I love it because disruptive products, in my perspective, are dime a dozen because the beauty industry is so oversaturated. So lo and behold, that's why you sit in front of me today because I literally had to stalk you down and tell you how much I love this product. Thank you so much. It means so much to hear that feedback. I think everyone who's in their own business, like you're always in doubt that what you're doing is good or people like it. So hearing that is just so fantastic to hear. I think it's because it works. Yeah. (laughs) Like I think consumers want products that work 
and do what they say they're going to do. And they also need to be easy. And we're also in a time where we want instant gratification. And I think with a tanning product is that, well, I used to see it a lot because like a lot of the beauty advisors, they were a little bit on the orange side, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> so color is an issue. I used to always laugh, like especially if they'd fake tanned and like they had it on their hands, like the places we don't naturally tan. Yeah. And then you'd see the contour used to get darker and darker because yeah. their tan was darker. But I think what I loved so much about the product was not only that it worked, it didn't smell like I was using a tanning mm. product. And I read online that it wouldn't matter. Like if you were in like white sheets or wearing white, I no, I, I don't at the moment, but I normally have white sheets on my bed. And I went to bed and there was no marks. Mm. That was the big thing for me, like, being a Gold Coast girl, I just tanned way more than I should have growing up. And I did all the classic bad things, like the orange, like, wrist line, like, the hands, the feet, everything. And tan, like, would just last a day and then it yeah. go to shift. So I just wanted something that I could put on, still exercise, still do my life, and it not suddenly, in 24 hours, look awful. So it was really something I wanted... I could be active, not be stopped from doing what I want to do and what I love and still have it last a few days and look great and look natural and not people go, oh, she's got fake tan on. Yeah, because I think that's the biggest thing is you normally know when somebody's yeah. fake tanned. And, like, I don't know, do people even get spray tans anymore? I, I still have a few girlfriends that do it and I'm still not sold on a great spray tan. Like, mm. I find everyone I see... It just has that I've oh, just been tanned look, like, and it's all one color. <laughs> yeah, like, because there's no it's one color. Like, yeah. areas you don't tan shouldn't be overly fake tanned either. Like, the inside of your arm is naturally not as tan as the outside. So, why would you make it all one color with a spray tan? Like, those type of things I was looking at and going, how can you use a product that makes it easy to follow? where you naturally tan and where you should naturally have a glow. Yeah, absolutely. And so before we dive into Gold Coast Glow, I kind of wanted to dive into your story first because it sounds like you, well, you studied, so you went to uni and you studied a Bachelor of Business, but then you did a little bit of travel and then you lived in Sydney for a bit. So it sounds like you've been on your own journey of self-exploration mm. and I'd love to know what that looks like. Yeah, like I finished school. I went to a very academic school where you kind of were either going to be a doctor or a lawyer, and I just didn't fit into those boxes at all. Like I was so just not at, at the time I didn't realise it was creative. Like mm. back then if you went to an academic school, you kind of just would just disregard as being a bit aloof. Mm. So I didn't really have a clear idea of what I wanted to do. Ended up at uni. Again, not knowing what I really wanted to do, doing business and communications and started doing some writing and thinking, oh, I really like writing. Like, this is a nice way to be creative. And then finished uni, fell into a job, and then, you know, that wasn't really for me and ended up in London doing the very typical thing, being a nanny by day and working in a bar at night and, like, living the dream that in your early 20s you want to be doing, going out all the time, having a great having a great laugh. That visa ended I had to come back to Australia and suddenly it was a wake-up call of, oh, my God, what, what am I meant to do? I'm, like, 
almost 26 and I feel like I haven't really done anything except have a great time. Like, how can I now get a job? But I ended up falling into a role in Sydney, which was actually being a food reviewer. I was a marketing manager for a um, food review guy. So 26, really not making any money, but then dining at the most fabulous places in Sydney, reviewing them. And it was great at the time. Like, again, was finding these ways to be creative. I think when I finished school and uni, being in a creative industry wasn't as talked about as it is now. Like, I didn't know about writing could be a job. or I didn't know that, you know, you could be in business and have these really creative outlets. Like, that just wasn't talked about. It was very strict and very structured of, you're either going to be an accountant or you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor or these very, like, white-collar jobs. So in that role, it was a great exposure to all these new things I could be creative in, like social media was now suddenly a thing. Like, I went, I was alive and young at a time when we didn't have social media, which to some people would seem insane. <laughs> My first, I think I remember when text messaging first came yeah. out. So that's just me showing my age right yeah, now. you had a word limit and you're like, what am I going to write? <laughs> I could only send one text. <laughs> my first phone was like an Alcatel. Like those Alcatels was like mint green. It had like a slide, like it yeah. slid off the keyboard. But this, it didn't have picture messages or no. anything. It was just text. <laughs> Okay, so that was like my experience. Like I had, I got Facebook when you had to have a uni email address. Like that's what was Facebook wow. was back then. So, you know, suddenly there was all this social media and like we had a way to put out content that was fun and engaging and like that was so new. Pre then it was just advertising in newspapers or magazines. Suddenly you could directly talk to a potential customer, which was so cool and like, we take it for granted now, but, mm. you know, once upon a time, businesses couldn't do that unless they picked up the phone. So that was really cool to be a part of. Basically, I tumbled my way through Sydney, changing jobs, doing what you do in your, you know, mid to late 20s, trying to find what works. Um, did the food reviewing gig for a while, then ended up working as a waitress, then went and was a writer for this bioscience company, and then, like, just the usual ups and downs you go through. Then Ant realised I wanted to come back to the Gold Coast, but how do I make that happen? Um, and I was really lucky. I was working and I still work for that company. I quit and said, I want to move back home. And they said, well, look, you can keep your job and you can do it up there. Which at that so time, much. like now we're so used to remote working and yeah. working from home, but then it was pretty a bit of a big deal for a very traditional style corporate company. So moved back up here, kept doing my job, and it was just great to be back home and be back on the Gold Coast. And just I was finding my life in Sydney was just getting so stressful just with the energies you're around and what you're exposed mm. to and the pace. And it was all too much. And I, while I was in Sydney, I was diagnosed with a few autoimmune disorders, autoimmune diseases, I ended up getting Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. And so these things I was like, okay, they suck, but like it's my responsibility now to see how I can make a life that makes that better and makes me better. 
So move back up here, and I think anyone who's lives on the coast or visited the coast knows it's a very calming place to be, and you know you're surrounded by beautiful parts of nature, and you can have a life as fast or as slow as you want. So then ended up back here and was loving it, and then got a bit bored. <laughs> was so happy to escape the Sydney pace and then suddenly when I was slowing down I thought oh I've got some free time and you know I'm sure most people don't do this but I thought I have some free time why don't I start a business on the side I I love this it's so good and yeah started doing research wasn't sure what I wanted to do but I had been managing a girl and she had just recently started an um, e-commerce product business. And she was telling me what was going on and was like, just give it a go. Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, who cares? Like, just do it. I love that attitude. Yeah. If it works, it works. If oh, it doesn't. She was fantastic. She was like 23 and just like, why not? I love it when you're like in your early 20s and you just yeah. don't think anything through. Yeah. It's almost like as you get older, you think of all of the what ifs mm. and you just digest and, uh, sorry, dissect everything. Whereas when you're in your early 20s, you don't even think about it. Yeah. I kind of like that. It was so good. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yes, I could lose some money, but, like, I'll gain experience. And yep. I would have seen it didn't work and can move on. So then started thinking, what do I love? And, like, I've always loved beauty, like, obsessed with everything beauty. Like, before YouTube was around, like, I was always kind of reading the magazines and looking at how they said to apply eyeshadow and how to do eyebrows and all this stuff. Like, I was obsessed. So I thought, okay, no, I want it to be in the beauty space, but what's something that's not overcrowded? Like you would know, everything's kind of super overcrowded. And I thought about going into tanning because growing up on the coast, like so aware of sun damage and everyone knows someone who's had skin cancer. And I thought that's something I'd love to do. But again, tanning, so oversaturated. Mm. But then doing some research, I started to learn about tanning water. And I thought, we don't have too much of it here. You know, at the time, I think there was only one product, but no one really knew what it was. And it was really hard to get your hands on. So I started researching some areas where it was quite popular. In the UK, they had a few brands that were doing really well over there. And so I was like, okay, so it's a product that works. Like if you market it correct, there are people who want to use it. Because at the start I was like, ooh, people will be confused. Like it's clear how Mm. they know what they're doing. Like we've been so trained to think tan has to be orange (laughs) or black, like (laughs) a dark brown, like chocolate. And if you don't see the colour, it's not going to work. Yeah, and I was like, how do you out-train that perception? And then found, um, decided that's what I'm going to do, tanning water, that's it. And started to go down the path of, you know, getting it developed and getting it ready. And there was options, obviously, to make it darker, the darker skin or lighter skin. 
but settled on medium because, as people know, when you start a business, you don't have the startup to do everything you want to do at the start. <laughs> it would be nice if you had the um, unlimited funds yeah. and resources to do it all, but yeah. it's not a reality. But I also think it's really strategic mm. starting with one because yeah. I think some people, and I've seen this happen in beauty before, where they want to go with like, a, especially when it comes to skincare, mm. they want to do everything. And it just, A, confuses the customer, not great from a marketing perspective, and then you're investing all this time and energy to like, you know, 10, 12, 13 products, where when you can focus on one, it's a hell of a lot easier. Exactly. And storing it was easier. Like, obviously, it was just at my house. (laughs) Yeah. In my bedroom. So, yeah, to make sure there was space to actually stock it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So, I love that, because that's that's honesty when it comes to like starting a product-based business. Yeah. That's the thing, like when I started it and had the website, I felt like such a fraud because I was getting emails asking me very like serious things. I'm like, do they know I'm just sitting in my bedroom like with all these boxes? I kind of like that because that just shows that you've been able to present a really Mm. like professional slash um, organized AF business and nobody would even know. (laughs) I love that, babe. That's so good. Yeah, so that's kind of how that all started. Like, it was pretty much me just being a bit bored. Like, I wish I could say I had this whole business plan and did heaps of, like, 100% do that if you're starting a business. <laughs> Have the plan, do your market research, all that. But that's where it really stemmed from, just, like, having a needing to fulfill something that I wasn't sure what it was, but I just needed to do something. Yeah. And, like, I think I always knew I wanted to go out on my own in some way or fulfill some type of small business dream, entrepreneurial dream. So that's kind of how it all started. I love that though because it's given you this creative outlet, which Mm. I think is really important. And also too, you've been somewhat strategic about it too. Like what is there a gap in and what can I do where I can dip my toe in the water but just try it on for size? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so that's how it all came to be. And it was just so great because while I was still working my day job, it just gave me such an outlet, as you said, to really be creative and do some of the things like when you work in a corporate environment, you could want to do something, but it's going to take you 10 rounds of approval to get there or to get it to action or whatever. Doing this meant I could test things and really flex my kind of marketing bone and see does this work? Does this doesn't work? Let's try this. Like there's nothing at risk here if it doesn't work because it's just me giving it a go. So why not? Yeah. So how long ago did you launch Gold Coast Glow? So Gold Coast Glow launched, it's been live now for a bit over a year. Okay. So still really new. Still really fresh. And I think one thing, like it's only been like a bit over a year, like a year and a half. But I think probably one important lesson I've learned and some people listening who are in business, like it's so okay to go in and out of being into what you're doing. Like I think when I started it, I thought I'd just have this passion for it, like full throttle the whole way. And then there's so many moments of like doubt and getting busy with other things and feeling like you're not doing a good job. But that's just the normal road of like business. Mm. I think you've got to have ups and downs and it just becomes part of your life. Like, it's not always going to be perfect. Yeah, I say this all the time. Having a business and what I do is the most rewarding chapter in my entire life. 
but also it is the hardest mm. thing I have ever done. And I even just posted today that there's times where you have doubt and uncertainty, you question if you're, you're, what your capabilities are, and then you lean into that discomfort, then you go through a bit of transformation and evolution, then you're okay again, and then you'll like have to evolve and change. Mm. And, and then you kind of like go back and it happens all over again. And I think it's like, being open that the business, any type of business journey that you decide to go on or even where your career takes you, it's sometimes not what you initially anticipate. Yeah. But that's actually okay yeah. because life isn't hard and fast. And I think sometimes we think it's going to be one way when it's actually not what lights us up mm. or not how we anticipated it, but being open to changing or evolving with it is really important. That's the thing. It's just starting. Like, your life only moves with momentum. Mm -hmm. Like, you're only going to find which way to go just by starting somewhere. Oh, that's a mic drop moment today, babe. I love that. Yeah, because it is. You've just got to start. You just need the momentum to – because I think that's, like, anything, right? It's, like, you just have to go and, like, jump in and work it out throughout the process. Because it doesn't matter how much you plan, as you've got to be just – open to whatever comes your way Mm. and I think that was kind of a good thing with Gold Coast Glow like I went in so naive about a product-based business like I had no idea about so many things like I just thought it would just like be shipped to me I didn't know it would go to a port and I'd need to like pay a release fee and all these things I was like what are you talking about oh that it would show up in this huge container in my driveway and I'd have to like pick it open but if I knew all this stuff when I started, I'd just be like, that's all too hard basket. Like, there's so many things I had no idea, but you just like, you're delivered these little parts along the way that it's like, this is what you can handle right now. We're not going to tell you what's behind the next door, but like, get through this part, <laughs> fill in all these forms, and we'll move you to the next stage. Oh my goodness. What a learning. What do you think's been your greatest learning since launching? Probably it's okay to not know it all. It's probably best to not know it all. Yeah. Just finding it out along the way. Like that's the best way to handle it. That's why if anyone asks me about starting a business, I'm like, just start it. Like if you know what it's going to be like, you probably won't do it because it is scary and there is a lot of risk and there's a lot of what am I doing moments. But like as you were saying, like the highs are so high. Like that's what makes it worth it. Like, when I got my first sale from a random, I was like, oh, my God, someone's found my website, someone's bought it, someone's paid me money. Like, it was amazing just, like, getting that first sale from someone who I just didn't know at all. Yeah. I cannot agree with you more on that. Like, even with um, – I probably had that happen more with astrology. Mm. Astrology was never meant to be a big part of my business. Yeah. It was just a, something I was genuinely interested in and started, like, um, going and seeing a tutor, and it just became a really big part of what I was loving and learning. And then it became more, and then I decided I'd start doing, like, natal chart readings. And then, like, that that's grown exponentially in my business, probably more than I'd even anticipated. Mm. But the first person I'll never forget that actually booked in that wasn't a friend or didn't know me. <laughs> and I still do, like, a little bit of a happy yeah. dance because I'm like, oh, that person has probably seen me online, mm. and they trust me enough 
to let me actually like dig into their natal chart. Yeah. Like that to me, it's the same. It's like you're that person that has just randomly found you, however they have, they're trusting in you and the pod product that you've created to like enhance their life in some way. Yeah. And that's what I've become more aware of now. Like when I buy from small businesses, I'm like, someone is like seeing my name and it's probably like, oh, we've got an order. Like it means so much to a small business when you buy from them. So I try and like do that where I can because I know the thrill I get when someone still purchases. So I'm like, I know they would feel the same way. Yeah, it is. It's, I think especially since going through coronavirus this year too and, um, you know, we've all been stuck inside, unfortunately, but I have definitely been more conscious with either supporting local businesses mm-hmm. or shopping locally where I can, because not only is getting something shipped from halfway across the world, like, just so unnecessary yeah. right now, it's just too difficult, but there is, like, I think when you understand it and you know how much it fulfills you, being able to mm-hmm. give that to somebody else is just... Like even um, I've just started, like I'm in the process of rebranding and I'm like knee deep and everything kind of changing. And so I'm in a position now where I can invest in other people. And I think I've found so much joy in investing in other small women in business and being able to like pay them for what value they can then give me. Like that is amazing. Oh, it's the best. And that's one thing when I started Gold Coast Glow, I was like, if I need to outsource anything, like I want it to either be a local person and ideally a female like if I can support someone similar to me so like my product photography is always done by the same girl who's Brisbane based um, but her family lives here on the coast as well like she does all my product photography I have someone who helps me with my social media and she's a local mom and then for all like getting the sticker the labels done up that was a local designer so it is really cool when you can like you said like reach out to other small businesses to help build your brand it's just so nice to like build that connection oh yes because it's like I don't know I just think it's kind of like good karma Mm. like always comes back to you at the end of the day and I think when somebody's also a part of the process that they feel instrumental in the how much you're building Mm. and growing and I've kind of loved that the most is I've been making investments because I need to like at the end of the day I'm not a designer I'm not a copywriter and all those things so I'd rather pay somebody now that I'm in the position that I don't have to do everything DIY like I'd rather pay you to do it because I don't have the bandwidth to but then they become so invested like even my interns I have this amazing intern that I um, brought on board about two months ago now and like she is so so invested in what I'm creating and I just feel so blessed like last night we had a meeting and like I was showing her some things I'm creating and she's just you'd think it was her business Mm. like and I just am like that having people like be a part of that and cheer you on like that like you can't pay people to do that no and then they just become advocates for you and like word of mouth is invaluable oh A hundred percent. I think every person that I've worked with has come to me through word of mouth in some Mm. capacity. Yeah. So, and especially as a product-based business as well, like, I think what I've seen definitely in the beauty industry, it's like, it's not what you know, it's like who you know, Mm. and how are you going to be able to kind of make an impact or grow market share essentially in your category? Yeah. 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 So can you tell us like a little bit about the points of difference of Gold Coast Globe? Because I 
am obsessed. I keep telling everyone, I'm obsessed with this product. But like me just saying I'm obsessed isn't actually sharing like points of difference. So I'm hoping <laughs> like rather than me just regurgitate what's online, I was like, why not put it over to you, Chelsea, to give us the 411? Well, the main one for me, also I think Gold Coast girls can relate. We love a white linen situation and a white bed sheet. So the big one is it doesn't transfer. So because it's colourless when you put it on, it's not going to transfer onto your sheets or your clothing, unlike a traditional tan, which we said it's always dark when it comes out and you get those gross tan marks on like your beautiful kid out there pyjamas. So it's the colour from the tanner that actually is what's transferring. It's not the colour from the developing process. No. So <sighs> that's just like their colour guide to help you put it on essentially. So with Gold Coast though, that's not in there. Like the tanning elements are all in there to, you know, tan your skin. But it's not going to transfer to any of your fabrics. So that was a big one for me because... I just stopped like wearing white when I was younger and especially being on the Gold Coast sweating like I would hate when you'd go out and you'd sweat and like you'd have your tan on or you'd be developing it overnight and everything would just be ruined or and I think everyone (laughs) has been with a partner before and they've complained like the sheets are gross they look like tandoori (laughs) like oh my god it's just a cute time when you were tanning traditionally so that's a big one and Also for me, I loved that it was really hydrating. Like I found the product was just super hydrating on the skin because tanning traditionally does dry out the skin. So I wanted something that was helping to nourish the skin at the same time. So that's something that I really love about it. It doesn't dry out the skin too much. And so that that helps it stay on longer as well. Um, another thing I love is it doesn't have that fake tanny tan smell. Yeah, no. Yeah, so it doesn't – that's another good thing because, like, my partner just wasn't wanting me to tan anymore because he'd just say I stink. So. <laughs> what does? Tan stinks. Mm. I don't even care if you've had a shower and it's on for two days yeah. or whatever. You can still smell tan. It has it. It just has that smell that lingers around. So that was another thing. Like I didn't want to have that because I was like, if I had to, I'd love to be able to tan in the day before an event and like have a mm. shower before I go out and not people not be like, have you just tanned? Yeah. So that was a big one for me as well. So Loved that it didn't get on my clothes or my sheets. Loved that it was nourishing my skin and loved that it didn't stink. And just that the colour I just felt was really natural. And, like, when I was in the testing phase, I was testing it on different skin types and tones and concerns because I get a bit of, like, ex-marie-style skin on my arm. So I was like, how is it going to react? Is it going to make it worse? Is it going to irritate? And it was really nice that it didn't irritate me and I was testing it on my mum. Her main concern with fake tans was it would it would darken her age spots. Yeah, okay. So I was like, how's it going to react with that? Was fine on her. We tested on different colours. Like my some of my friends had really fair skin. How did it look? And it all just seemed to react really nicely with everyone's skin and just give this kind of gentle, gentle glow. Like that you can build on, you can obviously apply more and be a bit darker. But I just liked you could just have this nice, fresh, have you been on a holiday, have you not? Like it not be too obvious. So those are the main, like I just love, like I love fake tan. (laughs) Well, now I do. Like I think that's the thing, now I do. Like I 
didn't think I would and I just couldn't believe how easy it could actually be. And I haven't tried it yet on my face, but I've seen like a post where you were spraying it on your face. And I'm really excited because what I used to always find when I did tan years and years ago is if I used anything, even if it was for the face, you would get like a little mm. bit of whiteheads that came through yeah. just because of the congestion that it yeah. caused. So I do that all the time, especially now we're living our lives through Zoom. Like I will just use it almost as like a setter or like a facial spray. And literally like in the morning, I'll just like spritz, spritz. I won't rub it in, like just spray it on the face. And then throughout the day, my face will get more tanner and just I'll look like I have kind of makeup on, which is nice because I don't want to be wearing makeup every day while I'm at home. So I do it all the time, but I was scared at the start as well. I was like, ooh, just spraying tan onto my face. That seems so high risk. But it has been a dream for me because I don't tan my face at all in the sun. Like I'm obsessed with wearing sunscreen. Always have been. Like I've always been told by friends like I'm very top deck, like white face. (laughs) Top Top deck. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I don't know whether I laugh or cry at that one. Like, so good. I was just so obsessed with the heavy zinc on the face. So always very pale. So it's been so great. Like every week I'll do that. Even if I can't be bothered to tan my body, I'll just spray my face and I'm good to go. You've inspired me to spray my face now because I'm looking at Chelsea right now. Not only has her skin looked so good, and she's got this like really nice glow. I did tan last night. I was like, ooh, have to tan for today. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's inspiring listening to you talk about it is like knowing that I probably hadn't, I've, I've tanned before I go to bed. Mm. Cause I think like you, I'm still in that almost mentality of you've got yeah. to tan and let it develop and you can't do anything. So sleeping's going to be the best, but just listening to you now, like I'm going to go, I'm going to like in the morning, mm. have a shower, spray, tan yeah. and like go about my day. Mm. I do it a lot now, like, because at night I'm usually so tired and just kind of want to chill out with some Netflix and can't be bothered doing, like, the nude rub down. So yeah. I'm like, I'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah, like, I, because that's the, my whole problem is at night I'm not good. Like, I'm a morning yeah. person. And by the time I've, like, had a shower, I'm like, I had a certain point, I've like hit that wall. Mm. I don't want to do anything else, let alone like a face mask or anything it is. Whereas like if I can do that in the morning, I think that's going to be a massive game changer. Yeah. And the ingredients are really good. So that's what made me obsessed because so I don't like preaching about clean beauty. I think everybody, I think everything has a place. Mm. I think what happened because when I was, I was probably towards the beginning when I was at Sephora. So I was getting exposed to all these different ingredients and also what was um, reaching TGA, so the Therapeutic Goods Association for anybody listening, what was actually meeting the TGA requirements versus not. And I don't know, if anybody listening, it's actually really scary. So in the US, there's actually only 12 banned ingredients, whereas mm-hmm. in Australia and Europe, there's 3,200 minimum. And so what I used to be exposed to is like that have like key brands, like I'm talking our top five best performing brands in store and a product they'd be trying to launch into Australia. And you would see the full ingredients listing of why and then why it was rejected from the TGA. And I'll never forget this. I used to say this in training. <laughs> 
I was like the rebellious training and facilitator. Um, I would never name the brand, but they would all the BAs, like the beauty advisors, were obsessed with why I became so invested in clean beauty. Not only because of my health and like my health and well-being, but I used to see these ingredients. And I'll never forget there was this one brand that wanted to launch an eyebrow pencil in this market and had been rejected from the TGA because it contained arsenic. Mm. And that was just one of those moments. One of the um one of the girls from the category team sent me the email. I looked at it, and that was when I became like obsessed with knowing what I was putting on my skin and so I was going through that journey but I wasn't necessarily preaching about it but it just then became a natural part of me so I then like switched to natural toothpaste natural Mm. deodorant and just was more conscious now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything I have in my bathroom is clean because there are some products I have that are a blend of science and nature Mm. or I've got like some makeup items that, like, I cannot live without my Anastasia Beverly Hills brow oh, pencil. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Not you know. Up. <laughs> oh, my God, babe. A hundred. Like, or my cosmetic superhero mascara. Like, yeah. there's nothing better on the market than that, in my opinion. So, I'm not going to say that everything I have is clean, but I try to make a conscious effort. And I remember when I was digging into, like, your website and mm. just looking at the ingredients, I was like, okay, I feel really safe putting this on my skin. Mm. And that's the thing. I think there's a place for everything. Like, it's just yeah. finding what works for you. Like, I'm the same. I try and reduce the amount of kind of toxins I'm exposed to. But there are things like, I just won't give up. But I think it's enough. it's just finding a balance and knowing what works with your skin and what doesn't. Like, yeah. you, people who find natural products might react to your skin. Like, just because it's natural doesn't mean it will work for you. Oh, my goodness. Some clean beauty, like natural products, I just terrible Mm. or they're full of essential oils and fragrance is the number one known allergen and so like you've got to work out what works for you you're so right yeah and that's the thing like you have to be your own advocate for what works like brands will tell you it's going to be fantastic for you but they also have a motive of selling like you Uh, need to do your own research and find what works so that's why on the website I did this big breakdown of the ingredients because ingredients can look so scary because you've got to use like the proper word Mm. so that's why I did a breakdown of like what it says what that means so people can understand why some things are in there and why there is some sciencey stuff in there like why it needs to be in there like there's a few things in there I have and like the explanation I put is like so it doesn't go tits up in the sun like there are things you need in there otherwise it's just gonna go to shit (laughs) which is so important because normally what happens or I see that happens in store and trends in the beauty industry is there'll be an ingredient that everybody jumps on. So everybody in beauty, everybody in marketing, and then that then translates to the consumer. Yeah. So one moment alcohol's bad, then it's something else. And it's like, it's always cyclic. It comes around. And I remember when it was probably a couple of years ago now, and alcohol came up again. Like, mm. alcohol is bad. Alcohol is not bad in a product. Yeah. As long as it's used, it's like a cosmetic grade of alcohol. As long as it's the right type, like the ratio, it actually is great because it keeps your product stable. And it's yeah. like, do you want your product, as you said, to go tits yeah. up in the sun? <laughs> I love that, babe. That's so good. Or, like, do you want it to actually last? Because let's be realistic, yeah. the average person's probably going to have their product way past its expiry exactly. date as well we all do i mean who of us throws out our eyeshadow palettes after a year like no way when you spend 80 bucks on it <laughs> oh 
oh my God, some of my blushes, like I've had for like four years yeah. and I'm not replacing them right, right. now. They're we, fine. We all do it. And that's why these things need to be in the products because people know <laughs> we're going to keep them for way too long. I think people just like having things to talk about as well. Yeah. Like, or something to ask, like, because they feel educated. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So interesting. What are some of your favorite beauty products? I'd be actually dying to know. Oh, I, okay. So, like, I, obviously people um, listening can't hear me, see me, sorry. I have, like, a very bold brow. And... Your brows are amazing, babe. <laughs> They're so good. Growing up on the coast, it was not cool to have a bold brow. Like, it wasn't cool to be brunette and hairy and, you know, you had to kind of be blonde and beachy looking. So I was, like, so envious of girls with light brows and thin brows. And so I've just always been obsessed with brows since being younger. And then, you know, whether you like them or not, when the Kardashians came on the scene, suddenly, like, having a dark brow was like, oh, my God, this could be cool. People, people want that. So I just am obsessed with brow stuff. So I get my brows done. I get them done at Eyebrow and Mermaid. But also I use a 1,000 hours in between, which is if you need a brow tint. Oh, 1,000 hours. Oh, it's so great. I need to do mine. (laughs) I've got some in there. But, like, I used to mix, like, dark brown and black, whereas the last Mm. time I think the colours may have changed and I had to get the dark brown. But that stuff is amazing. Okay, tell me your process. I want to learn because your brows look amazing. So I I use use 1,000 hours. Even though I have dark brows, I think anyone listening, if you have dark brows, still tint them because it just fills in any gaps you may have. I, unfortunately, had, like, a quarter-life crisis when it was my 25th birthday dancing on a table, table one, and I split my eyebrow open. So I have a bit of a gap in my brow, my head being essentially glued back together. You can't even tell. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about that story, but I know it's not the time. (laughs) So I just, since then, like knowing how to cover up, so important. So love a thousand hours, as you mentioned, love the brow is by mm. Anastasia. Mm. I think that's probably one of the best brow pencils on the yeah. market. I've tried a heap, um, but always come back to that one. The texture's awesome. It's so good. It just stays on. Like I've tried Hourglass and Bobby Brown, all good, but I just, I love a fine tip and I just think it just, it goes through your brow so well. And, but actually a good purchase I find just from Woolies is, um, I like Model Co's, um, uh, gel like their tinted ah. gel they sell there it's like 12 bucks it's really good so there are some great dupes you can get in like your chemist and woolies which i love um a new product that i'm using and loving um which is in line with protecting yourself from the sun because i'm always on the lookout for a really great sunscreen are you using ultraviolet <laughs> no but i really want to i've been looking at that for so long uh, like it's amazing i've got the oh, serum it looks so, so good, good. I'll like, I'll give you some to take with you. I've been reading about that because I love that it's also a, a startup and it looks amazing because I was really into, um, there's a brand called Rationale, they're an Australian mm, brand. Yep. Great skincare. It is an I haven't invest- tried it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's yep. an investment, but it's definitely worth it. And they're really great. Like they'll give you all free testers to try out and see if it works with your skin. They do a really great sunscreen called B3T. Ah. and probably similar in texture to that one like a really like 
fine, almost milky type texture, really nice in the skin. But I'm trying this one called Sticky Zinc, and it's an Australian brand, it's only $29, and it's this tinted zinc, and it's got aloe vera in it, so it's just like really gentle on the skin, it goes on really well, like not like your traditional zincs where it's like traction yeah. putting it on. So I'm loving that at the minute. Like I just try and find Australian brands where I can. Yeah. But um, those are the things I'm always on the hunt for. Good eyebrow products, good good sunscreens. They're yeah. my two biggies. Yeah. Well, 90% of aging comes from UV exposure. Exactly. And now we're on a phone all the time and some of the research coming out around blue light is insane. Well, that's the thing. I heard about that a few years ago. So I was like, even when I'm sitting at my computer, I'm always going to wear sunscreen. And, but even like just if you aren't thinking I'm going to be in the sun, you're either driving, say, to work, if you're still driving somewhere to work, or you're by a window or whatever. Even yeah. when you work in an office, windows don't have to like protect you from the rays. So you're still getting that damage coming through. So sunscreen, such a must. Yeah, and it's definitely – I kind of like what Ultraviolet have done because mm. they've made sunscreen cool again. They have. Because it was kind of, well, it's, and I think too, because they've created a physical sunscreen, they've got that new mm. mineral sunscreen. And I'm actually not a big fan of chemical sunscreens, even though yeah. the one I've been using from the range, like the serum, is a chemical, because um, it can be known as an endocrine mm. disruptor. But um, like the textures are really good, whereas sunscreen, the textures can sometimes be awful. Yeah. And they always, even if I, because I always take sunscreen up to my orbital bone. Mm. But still irritates my eyes. Yes, that's the big one everyone says. So I'm always yeah. trying to find one that doesn't do that because I like to bring it all the way up because, like, the skin around your eyes is so fine. Like, you need to protect that. Um, anybody, like, you need – I can – oh, my goodness. Chelsea's skin is amazing. Like, you can tell you look after it. Like, your texture's great, but, like, it's insane sitting across from me right now. <laughs> so you can tell that you, like, are not only investing in your skincare, but you're also wearing sunscreen. You can always tell. Yes. Sunscreen's a big one. Like, when I was growing up, my mum was probably different to everyone else's mum. Like, she was always telling me, put sunscreen on your face, cover up your face, cover up your chest, cover up your hands. And I was like, my hands? And it's not till you get older you <laughs> realise how important it is. When you're younger, you just think, oh, mum, that's so silly. But I'm so glad she, like, she made me wear that thick Elabache zinc. <laughs> that was really popular. So popular. Like, so not user-friendly. Like, it was so thick. Like, you had to really just dab it on and just accept it wasn't moving <laughs> for three days. <laughs> I actually never used that. But I remember, like, when I used to... Um, when I used to work for Clinique and I used to go from store to store, um, I'd spend sometimes in David Jones in Brisbane City on a Friday and the amount of people that used to come in for that product mm. was unreal. Like it was super popular, yeah, well, but I never tried really it. it was a big, you know, sunscreen culture back then that was a no. tinted and it was like a really nice thing. Like there just wasn't that around unless you just bought the massive like two litre sunscreen bottle from your chemist like yeah. it was really it was very big back then because it was one of the first really mm, yeah totally I I just think that it's like the most underrated anti-aging product on the market mm. everybody should get a good sunscreen if you're listening buy some Gold Coast Glow so that you can firstly fake tan so you're not out lying in the sun and get a sunscreen so you can actually 
um, protect your investment. Yes, exactly. At the end of the day. Where do you see Gold Coast Blow going? Are you just happy with where it is right now? Are you wanting to like maybe branch out even more? I'm kind of at this stage now where I'm like, what am I going to do next? Like, when do I go, okay, I need to order a new batch. Like, when do I do that? Do I think about expanding? I'm still in that really not sure stage of what to do next. Yeah. Like, I really need to actually put some thought into it because I just, because it just started on a whim, like, I never had a plan. Like, I feel like Phoebe and Friends where someone asks, does she have a plan? She goes, I don't even have a plan. Like, how I feel with it. It's just always been kind of what I think would be best at the time. I like that. So that's really where I'm at. Like, just seeing where it goes and really wanting to get it really integrated more into the Gold Coast community because that is why I started it and gave it the name because, like, Gold Coast is so much about being out in the sun and, like, having a tan. But how do you change that perception to go you can – put some sunscreen on and tan at home. Like you can still do that. You can still look great, but really protect your skin. Yeah. It's nice because it's like, it's almost like you haven't just created a product. You're actually creating an experience mm. and helping somebody really with their health and well-being throughout yeah. the process. Yeah. Because it's just like, I know we keep saying it, but wearing sunscreen is so important. Like skin cancer is one of the most preventable cancers. It's just about being smart. And making it part of your everyday routine. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's like making it a part of your every, re, everyday routine, mm. which is critical. I even know myself, like I will go on a tangent and then all of a sudden I'll go off the bandwagon mm. for a week and I have to like get back on. It's just one of those things that you should always be mindful of. Yeah. It's like when you go to the dentist and you go, yeah, I'm going to floss every day. I'm going to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I feel like you're reading my mind I only had that conversation the other day because I've got a digital appointment coming up in a couple of weeks and I've been saying for like a month I'm going to buy one of those like water flosses yes <laughs> and I haven't done it yet like and I'm like shit I've got this digital appointment coming up and I don't want to buy normal floss because I'm worried about the environment yeah. but I'm like uh, I need to get off my ass and buy a water floss <laughs> my goodness so good that's so good uh, I only have a, a couple more questions for you Chelsea but is there anything else that you wanted to share on Gold Coast Glow before we wrap up um just give it a go like just try it I think you'll love it I know a lot of people still aren't sure about a water but like you can do it like if my mum can use it anyone can use it yeah I like that. That's because especially parents, like mm. I'm going to tell you if they do not like yeah. it, <laughs> especially that generation as well. But I can only speak from my own experience, which is very authentic, is that I was beyond impressed and I actually would not go back to, not that I was really a tanner, mm. an avid tanner anyway, but I'd never not use a water now. Like the texture's great. It feels good. It doesn't smell the ease of use is insane. Mm. It's just like I just now see it as another step in my regime. Yeah, that's great. Mm, it's good. I love it. Um, and so where can people find you online? So they can find me online on either Instagram or Facebook at GC Glow, and the website is gcglow.com.au. 
Awesome. And I'll link everything in the show notes below as well. My last question for you is, what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? Probably I got a message recently from a mum who was placing an order for Gold Coast Glow and she was saying, you know, she was putting in this, like she ordered three bottles and she just said, I'm so sick of my daughter's staining everything in the house and this is the only thing that's keeping me sane. And I just thought, that's so great, like, that it's having such a big impact in your household. Like, that meant a lot to me when I get those little messages like that of why people are using it. Like, yes, it's it's tanning them, which is great, but it's also just helping them in their everyday life. Like, she's not having to clean everything all the time and wash all the sheets and having that stress with being a mum. So that was pretty cool. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.